some seasons are hard and you're putting muscle on and it's not going to be easy. Just let it be hard. And I really, as I was like really trying to take my own breaths with my three-year-old yesterday, I was like, yeah, this is hard and I'm going to let it be. I'm not going to like try to run from it. It's hard. And we're both putting muscle on. Welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Tessa and Shayna. We are sisters, mothers, and doulas and are passionate about living an intentional life and all things motherhood. This podcast exists to create community as we learn how to delight in motherhood together. Join us weekly as we chat with women about anything and everything from non-toxic living to women's health to feeding our families and our favorite topic of all, birth. We are so glad you're here. Please keep in mind, the views of our guests may not necessarily reflect our own and vice versa. This is not medical advice. We always encourage you to do your own research and make an informed decision. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We are so happy you guys are here. Today is going to be a really fun episode. We're sitting down and talking to one of our dear friends, Jacqueline. So Jacqueline, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, we would love that. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Two of my favorite mamas. My name is Jacqueline Larson, and I have two small girls, Ever, who is three years old, and Grace, who's 11 months. I cannot believe that she's 11 months. Um, I am an associate marriage and family therapist, which means, um, so I'm like in the stage right before getting my license, I'm accruing hours. So it's like your residency as a doctor. Um, And I was an actress, which I'm sure we'll get into, and... (laughs) have a husband. His name is Jeff and he is amazing, but it's not about him. It's about me. And I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, about you. It is about you. That's why we had you on today, not Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just right. you. Well, thank you so much for that. Okay. So we mm-hmm. wanted to see if you would go into a little bit about just kind of your transition with holistic living, how you got to where you are now, and just kind of along the way, how that has shifted within just, you know, within marriage and then having your little girls and where it's kind of led you ultimately. Yeah. Um, so I would say for sure it's a broad, but it's a journey, right? Like holistic living is such a journey. And I feel like mine has been, um, a marathon and I'm still on it. I, uh, when I was growing up, I feel like I always had stomach aches and, people were always like, Oh my gosh, Jacqueline, you don't have a stomach ache. Like it's, you know, or, or like in my teenage years, if I would have a stomach ache, it was always like, she's worried about her weight or she's worried about, you know, like her image or something, Mm. but it was legit. I had a stomach ache. I did not feel good with what we were eating. And so Mm. I think my first sort of step into it was learning how to cook for myself, which that really has been its own journey in and of itself of just not eating processed food. I mean, really what it is, is not like taking gluten or anything out. It's like cooking real food, making real food, making food at home. No, not from a box, not from anything that's processed, but just, you know, uh, simple ingredients. And since doing that, I don't have stomach aches anymore and I don't have headaches anymore. And I don't have like intense cramping. So that was sort of my first like, um, entry into the intro entry into the race. Um, but then I started, I got into oils. My sister actually got me into oils. She started with young living. Um, Oh, (laughs) not, not one of you, another sister. Mm -mm. Our oldest sister got us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was wise and really introduced us. Yeah. Seriously. She's awesome. She she taught us all, continue. 
Oh yeah. I mean, they just like opened up so many doors. I remember I bought my first kit and then I didn't use it because I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And then the week before my wedding, I broke out in this like crazy, I'm sure it was like something stress rash. My sister was like, pull out purification and lavender. And I did. And it went away immediately. And I was like, okay, we got to learn about these. What's happening? (laughs) Um, So then I got married and turned... Turned my uh, husband's world on a head because I was like, we're throwing away Clorox. We're throwing away everything in this cabinet. And he's like, what are we going to clean with? And I was like, this. And now we do. Oils. Yeah. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So that like, I think that like entered me into... Oh, okay. I don't need to pop an Advil for everything. I don't need to, we don't Mm -hmm. necessarily just need medicine for everything. It has its place. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it's not, you know, a place of every day. And then, um, so, you know, going along, doing my pregnancy thing, got, we got pregnant and, um, that was a a journey all of, gosh, it's all a journey. But yeah. that particular piece of it, it just like, it like ups the game, right? Like you're, the stakes are so yeah. much higher and you're trying to do everything holistically and naturally. And yet mm-hmm. you have to learn. And that's not like, there's a ton of information. So my first pregnancy, I actually saw an OB and I had a hospital birth and there, there wasn't like a ton of education in that realm. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that was definitely something that I had to learn in my second pregnancy when I had a home birth. But uh, going back a little bit, um, after I had ever, in my gut, I felt like, okay, there's a lot of vaccines on the CDC schedule. And I actually, my mom saved everything when I was a kid. So she actually saved my baby book and she had written down every single shot that I had gotten. And there was like mm. three or four total, like it was polio, yeah. DTAP and the MMR. Like that, mm-hmm. that's a massive, you know, like the difference in the, in the number of, of shots that's on the schedule now. So that kind of got me into yeah. this, like, all right, I need to start researching. I need to learn more. Started reading books and I, I slowed uh, my first daughter's schedule down and at four months, she, the day that we got. Um, her vaccines. So she only had three. She had Hib, Prevnar, and DTEP. That mm-hmm. day, her heart started racing up to over 300 beats per minute. And wow. I, I, it was terrifying. And nobody could yeah. tell me what was going on. When we called the ambulance, we got into the hospital. Nobody could tell me what was going on. And I kept saying, the oh only thing gosh. that's different is that she's had her shots. And everybody at the hospital kept saying, oh, no, that's a coincidence. This is unrelated. And there was a lot of of that, of just, oh, no, this, that couldn't, it's, her heart just started racing for no reason. And that was like, as a mother, when you're, you're terrified and you're, they're stabbing needles into your baby and you're just, what, what is happening right now? Why can't you give me an answer? And I'm just telling you, like, why are you defense defensive on just this one thing that I'm telling you has happened today? That's the only thing that's different. Right. Exactly. So that, um, started me down a big, a big rabbit hole. And actually right after that, two weeks later, we all shut down because COVID hit. So it was, it was a real stressful time for, for me as a new mom, I was, you know, four months into motherhood. Now, you know, we're, we're locked down. So I'm doing all this research and, um, 
my pediatrician, I don't know if you remember, but like first they told us not to, to bring them in, to bring babies in for well checks. Right. And they said, no, 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 you have to come back um, for well checks. And she really pushed doing another round of vaccines. And she was just like, it was a coincidence. You've really you, like, please just listen to me on this. You, She needs this protection. So we did two and they actually were out of one of the vaccines that day. So I brought her back in and, and by the way, I'm, I had the outlet at this point. We were like, she had a heart monitor. We were seeing a cardiologist. Like she, she we were um, monitoring every bit of her, of, of like where her heart was. And I knew like, she, oh, she was also on beta blockers. So she was also on like something that's not allowed what? for her, her, her heart not to be raised. Right. So she oh has the reaction gosh. again and they continue to tell me, oh no, 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 that it's not, it's, it's not this is a coincidence. And at that point I'm like, absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this pediatric office, which I won't name. And we're going to, we're going to find answers. And I found this amazing doctor. He's, um, I don't know if he's world renowned, but lots of people know him. Um, mm -hmm. he's takes a integrative holistic approach. And he was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is a vaccine injury. And it was the first time where I just sobbed in his office. Cause I was like, why mm -hmm. at least like, tell me the truth. Tell me like, why are right. you trying to gaslight me on this? Right. So that has really, um, upped our ante on anything. I mean, we, um, we've done a lot of research on vaccines. We've done a lot of research on health of how to, to, to keep our bodies healthy of, um, of what to do in certain situations when, you know, we have colds and we have, or, or the, the, uh, the, whatever sickness is, is gets a little bit more intense. We have other arsenals right. in our tool belt that aren't just vaccines. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That was a lot. That is no, no, that is truly like, it just breaks my heart. Cause it's like, yeah, you already had this like intuition beforehand to like, you know, mm -hmm. go slow. And then like, Oh, why are there so many? And you're already like questioning <clears throat> things and then you trust them. You trust mm -hmm, them and, mm -hmm. you know, they're the pros and you know nothing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. joking, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but truly, yeah, you're just, you know, giving them your baby's life essentially and just trusting them. So that's such mm -hmm. a hard place to be. And then it happens a second time. Yeah. And that is mm -hmm. just truly insane. And it breaks my heart for you. And she is now a healthy little girl, right? She is. Yes. <laughs> she's not, she is she's not, not on beta blockers. With, we Mm -mm. Yeah, has never have it happen again. We have uh, not vaccinated her since then. <clears throat> um, yeah. And we've made a lot of choices that go with that, especially in the state of California. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't know if I don't, yeah, or you your audience to. that is, that's a reach in the state of California um, to enter school, there's essentially no opt out um, for the vaccine right. schedule. Yeah. And, and that's, our that's doctor has actually vaccines. told us. And our doctor has actually told us that he has attempted to um, have medical, uh, like a, a medical letter that excuses the vaccines and they've, they've all been denied, especially because we're in such a heated environment right now with the mm -hmm. narrative of our country with what happened after COVID, which right. is truly sad because, oh. you know, you've got kids like my daughter who it right. is the, the risk of vaccines is so much greater than you know, the risk of her even contacting whatever it is that she's getting the vaccine for. Yeah. 
Right. Right. And that's such a hard place because I know we'll go into this more, but you're able to be home with her. So then it's all of these, these other families are like, when the kids are not able to be home with mm-hmm. a trusted caregiver, then what do they do? Then they're putting their child at risk and their health at risk and their lives at risk in mm-hmm. order to be able to put into a care because the parents or the mom can't, they have to be somewhere. Right. So that's a really mm-hmm. hard, very hard line. Um, yes. And that's just, that California kind of puts you in. exactly kind of put you in the shoebox of like, you do it our way or you don't do it any other way. And if you do it another way, then you're paying a lot of money. <laughs> Like, right. it's like, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, you're sacrificing and there, then you have to have someone trusted to, to step in. So, yeah. oh, that's right. Thank mm. you for sharing that Jacqueline. Cause I know that was mm. a lot and we appreciate that. And that's such a journey that you've been on. So what are, so you're doing the oils, you're being, you know, purposeful, intentional with whatever puts in her body, what's around your home, um, mm-hmm. what's in your environment. Is there anything else that you're like, we've also been doing this or we've been trying this or, you know, something different like, what do you do when she goes at a birthday party and, you know, there's cupcakes and cookies and like, where is there a balance? Is there anything where you're like, okay, like this isn't in our home, but it's a special occasion. Or like, how do you mm-hmm. kind of navigate that now that she's at the age where she knows she's three years old. So she knows what she wants and she knows what mommy gives her and, you know, all those mm-hmm. kind of different things. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm still navigating that. I feel like I'm, I've figured out a lot of great yummy recipes. Um, Sweet Laurel Bakery, like their cookbook is incredible with all these super yummy, um, you know, desserts and cookies and cakes that are flavored or that are sweetened with maple syrup. And, you know, they don't have sugar and they're whole, whole food ingredients not made from a box. So we've, you know, we've, that's been her birthday cake every year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, those are the cookies. I try to take those. If I know that we're going to have, you know, there's going to be box cupcakes or something like that. I'll try to have an alternative. And honestly, she really likes it better. <laughs> She's like, Oh, this doesn't yeah. taste like mommy's cookie. She, she knows the difference. <laughs> and I, I feel like there's a lot of people who are, who kind of, um, in the beginning they were like, Oh, just wait. Like, she's not going to. She's a good eater now, but she won't, she won't continue. And I feel like if you just, it is so hard to stay the course, but if you stay the course, um, you know, it really does pay off. Toddlers Mm -hmm. really can have a a wonderful palate. It doesn't have to just be, you know, and 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 there's no judgment. There's, I mean, being a mom is so hard and there are days where I'm like, we're going to have three more bites. Okay. Uh, You know, like just cause you need to get food in you. But I, I just, I do think I want people to know it's possible. It is possible if you, um, you know, tr- prolong sugar as long as you can and yes. like the, the actual, yeah. you know, refined sugar mm-hmm. and, and then to really offer nutrient dense food. I mean, food is medicine. Food heals us. Food mm-hmm. keeps us mm-hmm. healthy. And it's not to say that we're never sick. I mean, we, you know, we had the flu like everybody else over Thanksgiving, but, um, but she bounced back and, Mm -hmm. and it really is, it is medicine. So yes, going to birthday parties. And it's not to say that she's never had a box cupcake because she has, um, but I do try to offer alternatives. I do, you know, where I can, I, and I, so it's possible to say no, it's possible to say like, no, like Halloween, she went trick or treating and we didn't, have any of that candy. <laughs> she got back and she asked for cheese. So no, she, and right. she never asked for her candy again. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and next year she'll be a little bit more cognizant of what's going on. And right. we'll do like 
a toy switch or something, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's possible. Or, or little candies you have made or little, a little treat. Brownie bites. Yeah. Yeah. That I, you have. Right. I, I love that because that's been something like when we started our food journey with Sage, I would talk to Shana about, I'm like, it's so cool. Cause you have like all this like creative power, right. And mm-hmm. you get to know exactly what they're eating and you get to expand their palate. And like, he is an amazing yes. eater. And I feel very like similar to you in like this journey. And I know mm-hmm. Shana's the same, but I, I love that, um, idea that you can start to talk to them. Cause even like, I can't really talk to Sage at one and a half, but ever you can start to talk to, cause you're like, did that make your tummy kind of hurt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember before mm-hmm. when you, you know, ate that and that kind of hurt your tummy or it made, you know, you have, you know, bad poops that night, like, and you can start to talk to them a little bit more. And I love that kind uh-huh. of perspective. Like they get to have a say in it. Like, mm-hmm. do you want this or do you want to wait till you get home? You can have something, you know, with mommy. And just starting to like, you know, talk to them about their body and how they actually feel. Cause we even like growing up, we're like, we would, we would avoid, like, we're both like very headache driven people. We were like, we Uh always had headaches growing up. It was like, yeah, "Yeah, we could like smell something and be like, oh, I'm not going to eat that. Cause like, it's literally going to give me a headache. But even like as a kid, like our mom did kind of, I guess, give us an awareness to it, but even more so it's more like, we're also like, we never eat Doritos. So we're going to eat them. And then we know we're going to feel sick. You know, mm-hmm. every single time you mm-hmm. made a bag of Doritos. Mm-hmm. I just think right. that's such a cool empowerment to your child of like, all right, you can start to choose. Like, do you want to do this while you're at this party or do you want to just wait till you get home? Or, yeah. But I love that with like, yeah, she just asked for cheese. She's so cute. Yeah. Or she'll <laughs> say, sometimes steak. she'll. <laughs> She's actually never asked That'd for be my son. Oh, I'd be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> but the other day she was playing with um, her dolls and she said, oh, Minnie is sick. And she goes, mommy, she needs a green smoothie. It'll fight off the sickies. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, like the clouds opened up and the light came down over me. <laughs> she she, d- didn't, grab, I mean, they she really... didn't grab the shot and give her a shot. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. No. That's weird. She went a green smoothie. <laughs> That's- that's so cute. That is amazing. <laughs> I love it. And I wanted to say something kind of backtracking, but where you're like, oh yeah, like people are always like, oh, so you guys never get sick. We want to be sick. Like that's part of our immunity and our boosting of our body. Like we need to be yes. sick. But there's that, what you're yes. saying is that healthy balance of like, but we're not just doing maybe everything as traditional or westernized as the majority of people. We're doing alternative options. And then there's a time and place where if that's needed, we are not going to deny our child or ourselves of something that if it's going beyond, you know, what our scope is. And so I think that was a really good point you made of just like retouch on that. Like we should be getting sick. That's a part mm-hmm. of our natural immunity. We don't build up right. a strong immunity if we're not getting sick. And so you Absolutely. are feeding your body exactly what it needs in order to then fight off well and fight that sickness well. So that was just, little, right. I just want yeah. to go back to that. Like that was a really good point you made. And I loved that. Yeah. And you also made a really good point of it is, it's not easy to be intentional <laughs> and to do these things. Like I know for myself and I know like when I go to dinner with Tess or anything, it's like, we're always packing dinner and we have a separate snack and we have their coconut water and then we have their dinner cocktail. And it's like, <laughs> it's not, it's not an easy thing. Like it is yeah. a lot Mm-mm. of preparation. Sometimes it's stressful. I'm like, okay, you're just going to have these refried beans at this Mexican restaurant because Mm-hmm. I didn't pack you lunch because I didn't know we were going here. So it's like, of right. course, there's that that balance, but being intentional when we can. And yeah, I made River a 
refined, sugar-free, dairy-free, grain-free birthday cake. Was it the best thing in the world? It wasn't, but it was pretty delicious. (laughs) It was pretty good. Sage's was even Mm -hmm. better. Sage's was so good that Tessa made. I was like, but I did. You didn't like Shana was like. You were like a different level of like top notch. I had to cut out dairy for a little bit, so I couldn't. But okay, yeah. But they are delicious. And there's like, mm-hmm. there's one where, you know, it's a lot of planning and it's intentionality, but I just was commending you of, it's a lot of hard work, but you're doing amazing. And that's beautiful. You're giving her the options that she needs to like what Tessa yeah. said, have that autonomy and choose, choose what she wants and, and know how it makes her feel. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Has it ever thank been you. like a journey? Like, obviously I feel like it's really common for a lot of women to get on board with a certain way and then they have to bring their husbands on board. Um, I don't know how it was with your guys' journey, but was that something for you and your husband, like where you needed to like, kind of like almost convince him or bring him on board or how did that go? Um, so my husband is really amazing in the sense that like, I, I always want to be on board. So I'll say like, here's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I said, even before like the vaccine thing, I said, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what my gut saying. Here's the research that I'm doing. I want you to come alongside me. And then he came alongside me and started reading. Um, but we also, we learned this actually, um, we're marriage strong trained, which is like this, uh, modality restoration therapy modality that my husband, um, got trained in as well so that we can help couples. Mm. And one of the things that we Mm, learned in in this training is that, um, we're each going to have domains. Like we're kind of mm-hmm. like, you're the head of this domain or I'm the head of, so my husband, head of finances. Like I look at numbers and I just see like squiggles. Like I, he's so good with our finances. So I trust him. Like mm-hmm. he talks to me about our, you know, what is going on with our finances, but he doesn't, um, make, you know, come to me with every single decision. Cause I say, okay, that's your domain for nutrition. That's and holistic living. That's my domain. So I'll bring to him like yeah. choices, like, you know, the vaccine schedule and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, if I say like, here's, here's, you know, five things of the reasons why I think we shouldn't do sugar until, you know, such and such time. He's like, okay, like that's your domain. I, I 100% agree with you. So I love that. I feel like that I, I I hit the jackpot with him. (laughs) Yeah. But that's such a neat way. Cause it's like, that seems that's so natural. Like we already both have our, you know, roles domains like scopes that mm-hmm. we already fall naturally into mm-hmm. and it's so neat that like yeah as a husband and wife you get to you know mirror one another and go along the journey with but it's like yeah we definitely have we're the same right our domains would be mm-hmm. but i've never heard it in like those actual terms and i love that that's a super yeah. cool way to like this is my like this is like not even like my my calling but my blessing of like i can bless my family this yes way, mm-hmm. right and just like mm-hmm. give to them and like mm-hmm. yeah nourish my family so that's super. I like that. Yeah. It's a cool. Yeah. Journey. Put it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That is really neat. I like that a lot. Well, and again, it's like, it's so cool that sweet, sweet ever is just, you know, on this journey already herself. But then you get it started with Grace. Have you like, has that, how has it gone now with number two? Just like starting some solids and everything like that. Well, she was so different. And, you know, I, I, it's so interesting because she's so different just in the sense like ever loved food <laughs> from the minute I put it on a yeah. plate. Like it didn't matter. Okay. She just ate everything. And Grace tried avocado, liked it for first day. And then after that was like, I'm not really into food for like two months. 
So she didn't start eating food until she was like, I started at six months and at eight months was when she really like, and I was offering everything. And then finally I was like, okay, she's just a breastfed baby right now. And you guys know what she looks like. She's a very well-fed baby. She's in the 90th percentile of weight. She's not lacking of anything. (laughs) That's right. So, cause I actually, I think I said that to you at mom group one time. I was like, she's not eating solids. And you were like, she's going to be fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But at eight months she started eating and she's, um, in that sense. So she's different in that sense, but she does has really responded really well to, I mean, I do baby led weaning. So she eats what we eat and she, and she's really good about eating what we eat and being fine with it. And doing, doing well with food as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we're at right now. We're just, you know, she's doing baby led weaning. That's where we're at. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. And it's, yeah, it just shows their personalities. They already have different personalities than one another. That's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> yes. <Little girls>. Very <laughs> different. <They're> so cute. <laughs> Thank I you. I, I feel like we kind of did skip ahead too. with just skipping over like oh, you're a mom now and you have two girls and you're this mm-hmm. nutritionalist, holistic guru goddess. Um, but before that- <laughs> I don't know if I'm that level. I wish. I wish I was that level. <laughs> you are. It's but a journey I aspire. That, yeah. And- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you were- um, An actress. I, you were- I, I was going to be like, you were hopping around the whole entire US maybe yeah. a thousand times. So, but we don't even have to go that far back. No. But you, yeah, just being an actress, being in LA. And more specifically, like your, that journey to motherhood. Like I know we kind of, we kind of talked about it, but how you kind of shared a little bit with us prior to this of your journey to motherhood and what that looked like. And it's a little bit different than I think (laughs) you were expecting, (laughs) Um, but just how, how you got here and mm-hmm. how you're living intentionally and being so purposeful with your girls. And if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about that with us. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so just to clarify, I was hopping around the U.S. not because I was running from anything. <laughs> My dad is a <laughs> professional football coach. <laughs> so we moved yeah, 13 times when I was growing up. Um, well, wow. our listeners don't. Um, I know. I so... Uh, we, yeah. So we moved a lot when I was a kid and I was, I, um, I think seeing my dad do, he, he was a coach doing this job that sort of was like in this, um, in the spotlight gave me the, um, I guess freedom to really dream, to dream big. Mm. And so, um, it, there was like no question. I was like, I'm a career woman. I'm going to be an actress and I never want children. <laughs> and that was <laughs> basically my outlook. I was like, that's never going to happen for me. My sister, she wanted like 18 children. And I was like, nope, that, that's not for me. So, um, I, I mean, I saw my goal and I started running for it and <laughs> I was actually, I was 19 years old when the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm calling you to ministry. And I was like, <laughs> go, go, go. I think you, you, uh, actually meant conservatory. Um, cause I'm going to be an actress. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and then I kind of was you, like, oh, I'll started. do it my way. God, like I'll minister to people on set. <laughs> so naive. And so just, mm-hmm. anyway, so 
and the Lord in his graciousness and just kindness allowed me to have a career, um, and film and television allowed me, I, I started in Chicago and, um, and I, I moved to LA and, and he allowed me to work. And then about 10 years after that calling, um, the, the Lord spoke to me again and said, he reminded me, I, I've called you to ministry and I was not kidding. And I was like, oh, okay. And <laughs> it's so interesting because at that time, actually, I was really working. Like I had booked a lot of things and I felt like there was a lot of momentum and it was like, Lord, this doesn't make sense. And also I was coaching. Yeah. Um, so I was coaching in a studio, I was coaching actors. There was like nobody who loved the craft of acting more than me. I just loved the craft of acting. And yeah. I was like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, how could you be asking me to, to lay this down? Yeah. And so I took six months and I didn't tell anybody what I was praying for. I just said, Lord, okay, I'm going to pray through this and you've got to confirm it. Like you've got to, um, just make it so clear mm-hmm. and you know, God being God, he did. So I had like people <laughs> coming up to me and they're like, um, you know, I had this dream about you last night and you were, you were talking to women and you were, you were preaching from the Bible. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Stop dreaming about me. That didn't mean anything. Um, that didn't mean anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. Keep moving. And then I had this other, this other friend who is very gifted in the prophetic. She was like, and, and she is so interesting because, you know, it says in the Bible that we, we prophesy in part. So she was saying she had, um, this prophetic word for me. And she was like, um, there was this train and you were on this track and then the track just shifted. And then she proceeded to tell me what she thought it meant, what she thought it meant something about my acting career. And of course in my heart, I'm like, Mm-mm. I know that different track is, is not, mm-hmm. it's not this. And so there were several, mm-hmm. um, instances like that, that happened that, it just really made it clear that I was being disobedient at this point, that I was not mm. listening to, to God's calling. And finally he said, your time is up. It's time to lay it down. And mm. I, it was so like, I knew that I knew that God was speaking to me this. I, I got up the next day. I called my manager, my agent. I let them go. I quit my job at the studio um, that I was coaching wow. at. And everyone was wow. like, what are you doing? What, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going into ministry. <laughs> And I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> I just knew that I was being disobedient and I wasn't going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I start praying through what ministry looks like. And I think, okay, well, so I guess I go to seminary. I guess I'm going to be a pastor. And I applied to Fuller, which is a, a seminary in Pastina. And I got in and I had no peace. And I was like, God, mm. what are you doing? And at this time, God brings my husband into my life. So like mm. my life is like in chaos. Like I, I'm t- I tell him, I'm like, if God tells me to lo- move to St. Louis, I'm going to move to St. Louis. And he's like, what's in St. Louis? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with my life. You just need to know up front. <laughs> so we start dating and people start, um, again, I'm, I'm praying through these things and nobody really knows what I'm praying for. They start speaking, um, this word MFT into my life. And I'm like, they're like, Oh, I really see you as an MFT. So I had to Google what an MFT is. It's a marriage and family therapist. I'm like, uh, I'm not like a grandma with a chamomile tea. Like this is, this is not me. But again, I'm, and I'm not kidding. The Lord has to just really beat me over the head. Like two other people who I didn't know, um, talked to me about interpersonal ministry and, and, and possibly therapy. And I'm like, okay, Lord. So I applied to Fuller again, second time. Um, to their marriage and family therapy program. 
and a lot of things like God just opened all these doors that, I mean, that would be like a long story, but like all these things had to happen. Like it was like a miracle that I got in because I had to take like a entrance level exam. I had to have like college credits qualify. So anyway, I get into this program and the whole time I'm like, Lord, I don't know what you're doing. Like this just feels I, I don't, this doesn't feel like me. And the, and the Lord's just pruning and refining. And there was so much healing mm-hmm. that I had to go through. And then <laughs> we have to do this thing called practicum to graduate. So you have to have 300 hours <laughs> to graduate with, um, real time therapy. And yes. you interview for all these different places. And God tells me to go to a school and work with children. And I'm like, God, mm. I don't do kids. Like I, I don't, I don't do mm. kids. Like just anything but kids. And the Lord just makes it so clear. I have to go to this school Mm. and I go to this school and I cry for four months, probably all the way home. Like every single day, I'm like, Lord, what are you doing to your daughter? Like, how (laughs) could you put, it was so hard for me to be there. And I, I, I will never forget. I was sitting with my supervisor and I was telling her like, this is so hard for me. I don't know why this is so hard for me. And she said, you know, children, they're so vulnerable. And it seems like you have a really hard time sitting with their vulnerability. And I'm just Mm. like sobbing hysterically. And I I realized Mm. like, you know, moving all that and and living sort of like with my dad in the spotlight, I had this beautiful, loving upbringing, but it was, um, moving creates a lot of instability and safety. And there was Mm -hmm. like this, I needed to be together, but it was so hard to be out of control. So hard for me to, to not be able to control like what was happening in the play. And I really had Mm -hmm. to heal from that. And in addition, I had to look like at this one particular site, we learned about play therapy and play therapy is so it's incredible because play is our first language. Um, that is God's gift to us first language. So when we get Mm -hmm. to, to, to see what kids are doing through play, you get to almost see like through the father's eyes. Um, mm. Like you're, you're like communicating with children through the father's eyes when you like get to sit mm. and play with them. And I yeah. never, I, I mean, it just tapped open this whole new world for me. And all of a sudden this heart for children, this heart to want to be a mom started to beat. And mm. you know, God just, he knows us better than we know ourselves. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I went to that site and that I obeyed because I like, can't imagine not like having to miss that opportunity to be a mom mm. and to see my girls and to get to like communicate with my girls the way that, you know, this, this play is idea of like just being immersed in play you know, like mm-hmm. ever like playing with her dolls and saying she needs a green smoothie. She's, she's <laughs> registering all of it. You know what I mean? Like she's sorry. Mm-hmm. My mascara is going to run y'all. Um, <laughs> you look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. But seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> You're Basically. Oh, yeah. um, I've, I've, continued actually working, you know, the Lord's let me work with little kids. And then in my associateship, I've gotten to work with families and teens, Mm. which is uh, so fun because also like here I am like thinking there's the stereotype of therapist and with teens, you got to come with your A game. You got to be creative because if you go in there with like, how are you feeling? Mm -mm. You're dead in the water with them. But if you, uh, I did a lot of narrative work. So we're playing in a way that is imaginative and, 
you just, it's all about like who you are in the room. And I will never forget like leaving one of my sessions and telling my husband, like, I love this more than acting. And I never thought I would say that. Like I, like the Lord knows the depths of our heart, the way he has created us and Mm -hmm. his plans are good. And it's Mm -hmm. just, I I, like, I'm always so blown away by when we trust the Lord, like the deep Mm -hmm. joy that we find in what he has for us. Yeah. So we're, you know, here we are and I'm like talking about how I love it, but also I've not gone back after my second pregnancy. Um, because <laughs> I, I can't bear to like miss it. I'm like, I, yeah. this, these years go so fast and yeah. mm-hmm. I, I want to be here. I, I can't, I can't miss it. And there, you know, I'm probably going to lose. So the BBS has all these rules about how you have to have your hours within six years, but I'm probably going to lose some hours which is fine because it'll, it'll be worth it that I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm momming right now. Yeah. Aww, I love and that. you are doing incredible. Yeah. I, it's so, it's so just interesting to hear too. Like you just coming from someone who like, I'm, I, I won't have kids. I'm not going to have kids. Like you're the most <laughs> like motherly mother. Nurturing. Like, caring. Natural. Yeah. yeah. It is just so crazy for us. Cause like we meet you and we're like, Oh, Look at this bomb mom. Like, she's so cool. Made to be a mother. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, never knowing, like, oh, you had a full entire journey that's literally led you to the heart of even having kids. Mm-hmm. And that's just so, so cool. Yeah. But it reminds me of the Jordan Peterson quote. He always talks about, like, the zero to five, like, age of just, like, <gasps> you will never get that back. Yeah. And just that precious, precious, precious time of play and imagination. Yeah. Communication mm-hmm. and language explosion, and like yep. this sweet, sweet time of like innocence, yeah, that like yes. you will never get back with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, yeah, stay with them, play with them, yes. play yeah. with them, listen mm-hmm. to them. Yep, it's so they're cool. telling us so much, oh, and you're that. listening, and that's so beautiful. That was thank awesome. you, that was thank awesome. you for sharing that. You are, yeah, you have so many golden nuggets. You do, <laughs> you do, <laughs> and as we wrap up. What would be one encouragement for a mama that's maybe in a similar season as you, um, that is maybe in that time of like transition of like, okay, well, I feel like I'm supposed to be home with my babies, but I don't know what that really looks like, or I don't even know where to begin, or I feel that urge, but I'm kind of scared to like jump out and just do it. What would be an encouragement to someone in that kind of season of transition and that change? Uh, so one of my favorite verses in this season is that um, God gently leaves, leads those with young um, because, oh gosh, we so desperately <laughs> need God. It, this is hard. Motherhood is hard. Um, and so one, to lean, to lean on God. If God is, is calling you to stay home with your babies, he will make a way. Yeah. Um, and trust that he is, he is so faithful. He will never fail. I, I mean, yeah. every over and over when I jump, he has always caught me. Um, so lean on the Lord. And in that, in this season, which is really hard, like, it's not like you, like, um, if you, you jump in and then you're home with your babies, it's easy. It's so, this is so hard. And I was actually, um, reflecting on something yesterday when I was about to rip my hair out. Cause it was so hard. I was thinking about this time that I, um, I was running, like I used to run, you know, uh, 
like the mountains because in California there's mountains everywhere you can go on these trails and you can run up these big hills and I remember Mm -hmm. this one time I was running and I was like mad at myself because it was hard like I was like I should be running faster I should be like what's wrong with me I'm like not hitting my times and I felt the Holy Spirit (laughs) say let it be hard and Mm. I was like let it be like I and like still trying to like you know beat myself down and it, and the Holy Spirit was saying no let it be hard like some seasons are hard and you're putting muscle on and it's not going to be easy just let it be hard and I like mm-hmm. as I was like really trying to take my own breaths with my three-year-old yesterday I was like yeah this is hard and I'm gonna let it be I'm not gonna like try to run from it it's hard and we're both putting muscle on right now yeah. and I'm gonna need that muscle when she's four and I'm gonna need that muscle when she's 13 and you know, when she's 20, I'm going to need that muscle. So let it be hard right now because the fruit is coming, but we have to put muscle on. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's such an encouragement. Let it be hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. You're building that muscle. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And our last question will just be for the mother moment of the week. And yes. What is something that maybe stood out or a little highlight um, with your girls this week? Ah. Uh. Well, you guys know, I took them to the farm on Monday. Um, farms are my happy place. I, I grew up riding horses. I, I love farms. So we got to learn all about chickens because we're going to get chickens. Um, oh, so fun. I'm so excited. Uh, so we got to learn all about like how to feed them and how to take care of them. And I didn't know this, but um, apparently like it's the type of breed when you have like a brown egg or a white egg or a blue egg. I thought they were like mm-hmm. organic if they were brown, but that's not true. There's a lot to learn about chickens before we get them. Um, but that, so we took this class. It was just magical. Like, Ever loves animals. She, I mean, Grace is getting there. She, you know, she hung in there with me. Yeah. And yeah. She just loves animals. So it was just, you know, getting to like do things that you love and get to, getting to watch your children love the same things. Oh, I love that. It's so fun. Mm. So, oh, what a it. fun, <laughs> what a fun moment. That is so fun. I love it. Oh. <laughs> We need to go there, too, to that farm. Yeah, and learn how to raise chickens. We both have, I think, uh, looked up, can we we have chickens in our uh, backyards? we cannot. Neither of us can. So we'll put them in my yard. We will. And we'll just just do swaps, and then when we go out of town, you can take care of the chickens. Oh, my gosh. We love it. We we used to have, we lived on a farm, so we had – tons of chickens and our dad became very well versed in all the different breeds that created the different kinds of eggs so we had all the blue eggs which are my mom's dream and the speckled ones and the brown ones yeah what is it americana Mm -hmm. and the barred rock yeah leghorns are white you know yeah i have chickens from you guys yeah Yeah. (laughs) the second episode is all about our 4-h classes of learning how to breed chickens I did 4-H too. Yeah. Oh. What a fun I, time. I have to learn. I'm going to take your class. Can you take, you start class on chickens? We're going to mess up. I, I would just say we need to relearn some things about chickens because the way yeah. that we raised, like, I mean, my parents are amazing. We raised so many animals, but I, to this day, would not agree with the standards <laughs> of how we raised the chickens. <laughs> they need more space. Yeah. And they were on corn yeah, feed. And they should not have been eating that shit. They should have been grubbing it out. They did grub, you know. They grabbed some. Um, Just a little bit more free range, a little pasture range. Pasture, right? 
I mean, you did a horse crawl, and yeah. we did not give them that. <laughs> so the next go around, it will be different. <laughs> but we'll give you anything we remember. Oh, okay. I love All it. Right. We're excited for you guys. That's so fun. We're excited <laughs> by eggs for you from you. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you so so much for being on. Yeah, and just you know, sticking it through with us. Being an encouragement. You're you're so amazing, and you're so oh. intentional with everything you do. So thank you for sharing your journey with us. Your journey to yeah. motherhood. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. We're so thankful you decided to join us today, and we hope you go forward in your day feeling encouraged and seen. Here are a few ways you can connect with our community and support the show. The first way is to share the show with a friend via text or Instagram. You can follow and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And finally, follow us on Instagram at 4 Birth. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode.